Nothing like starting the show with a little Metallica. Nice. And oh my god, thank you, internet gods, for looking at us favorably today. It's working, which is good because we got an important show. We're going to be talking about that UFO whistleblower and... Man. Blows my mind how many people are just gullibly eating up whatever the headline says. Even those who supposedly know that the media is fake and you have to use discernment and look more into stories, they're just gobbling that shit up. So we're going to dissect that story very deeply. Also look at Tucker Carlson's uh, first show, first episode on Twitter, which he talks quite a bit about that UFO whistleblower story. So yeah, that's going to eat up quite a bit of tonight's show. We're going to play a little bit of Tucker's video Look at that UFO whistleblower video, talk about that uh, in depth, and look at a couple other statements on it, and then get into other news stories as well. Also, we're going to be looking at uh, the Wall Street Journal putting out a report on Instagram and how Instagram was, uh, shall we say, facilitating the... Uh, just the pedophiles. Let's just say that. Facilitating the pedophiles and helping them do their nasty shit. So there's that. And a lot of other stuff we'll be talking about too. So thanks for tuning in, guys. Shout out Rumble, DLive, Foxhole. Appreciate you for tuning in. Like this video. Hit that thumbs up or that plus button or whatever it is on whatever platform you're watching it on. Get those numbers up, man. Make me look more important than I really am. Uh, so without further ado, let's dive into it. Starting off with a word from tonight's sponsor, that is Virtual Shield VPN, Virtual Private Network. Whether you're trying to surf websites that are blocked in your area, keep your data safe and encrypted when you're surfing the web, or block the prying eyes from government and websites from tracking your internet usage, a virtual private network is going to help with all those things. Virtual Shield is an awesome VPN for super cheap, three and a half bucks a month. You can load it on multiple devices, and using the link in the description underneath this video, you can get two years of Virtual Shield's VPN for that three and a half dollar per month fee. So go check them out. Okay, starting off with The Tucker. So you've probably already seen this. I imagine you have. So I'm not gonna play the whole 10 and a half minutes of Tucker's first segment episode, Tucker on Twitter thing that he uploaded to Twitter, but I'm gonna start it at about five minutes in here and we're gonna listen to Tucker drop a few bombs and then He's going to discuss that UFO whistleblower story, which will lead us into talking about that. But yeah, this show that Tucker put out on Twitter is great. It was fantastic. He goes through a lot of different things. He talks about Ukraine. He talks about just a whole lot of stuff packed into 10 and a half minutes here. And apparently fake news media all upset. They're running a bunch of hit pieces on Tucker today. So Tucker uncensored. How you like it, folks? I think it's pretty sweet. So, okay, let's play this. It's very easy to understand. It is vitally important for you to support Ukraine because it's necessary for Ukraine to be supported by you. Your support is mandatory until it's finished, whatever it is and whatever that means. So shut up and support Ukraine or else you're in trouble. Back when they still taught logic, statements like this were known as tautologies. Something is true because it is. The more you repeat it, the truer it becomes. It's a self-reinforcing reality. 
There was a time when tautologies were considered illegitimate arguments, not to mention hilariously stupid. Only dumb people talk like that. Now everybody in power talks like that. Diversity is our strength. Trans women are women. Zelensky is Churchill. It's all self-evidently true. Doesn't need an explanation and don't ask questions. Sound familiar? Of course it does. That's the pap they're serving us day after day in steaming lumpy portions. By this point, it's possible that American citizens are the least informed people in the world. Your average yak herder in Tajikistan knows who blew up the Nord Stream pipeline. <laughs> it's obvious. Does he think some skinny dude in a dress is actually a girl? <laughs> Come on. That idea would never occur to him. You've got to be lied to at full volume over a period of years in order to reach conclusions like that. Tucker's sarcasm is great. And of great. course, we have been. The media lie. They do. But mostly, they just ignore the stories that matter. What's happened to the hundreds of billions of U.S. dollars we've sent to Ukraine? No clue. Who organized those BLM riots three years ago? No one's gotten to the bottom of that. What exactly happened on 9-11? Well, it's Oof. still classified. How did Jeffrey Epstein make all that money? How did he die? How about JFK? And so endlessly on. JFK. Not only are the media not interested in any of this, they are actively hostile to anybody who is. In journalism, curiosity is the gravest crime. Yesterday, for example, a former Air Force officer who worked for years in military intelligence came forward as a whistleblower to reveal that the U.S. government has physical evidence of crashed non-human-made aircraft, as well as the bodies of the pilots who flew those aircraft. So we're gonna actually watch the interview from that UFO whistleblower in a moment, but you'll notice when we watch that interview, everything so far is hearsay from him. It's rumor. So he didn't confirm it with any evidence or proof yet, I suppose. But so far, we actually have no evidence. It's all just him and his claims. So it's being repeated ad nauseum, that headline. Meanwhile, when you dig deeper into it, mm. The Pentagon has spent decades studying these otherworldly remains in order to build more technologically advanced weapon systems. Now, I would believe that. I would venture to guess that's probably true. But let's hyper-focus on this particular news story that came out yesterday and that's been going viral, okay? Is this guy telling us the truth? Maybe he's honest, but if he's honest and telling things as he sees them, being true from his own perspective, that doesn't mean what he's telling us is the truth, right? Something that a lot of people need to understand. Somebody could be telling you the truth from their perspective, but it still might not be the capital T truth, the fact of the matter. You know what I'm saying? Okay. That's what the former intel officer revealed, and it was clear he was telling the truth. Mmm, yeah. He revealed it. Eh. He revealed that people were telling him these things when he was working for the government. And Tucker says it's clear he's telling the truth, but how do we know that? We don't exactly know that. He could be. He might not be. He might not be telling the truth, and he doesn't even realize he's not telling the truth. Right? In other words, UFOs are actually real, and apparently so is extraterrestrial life. Now we know. 
In a normal country, this news would qualify as a bombshell, the story of the millennium. But in our country, it doesn't. The whistleblower's account ran on a technology website called The Debrief, which you've probably never heard of. The Washington Post had that story, I've heard but decided it. not to run it. The New York Times, meanwhile, just pretended it never happened. So I have a theory as to why the Washington Post and the New York Times didn't run the story, which they could have. I think they could have almost half a year ago or a year ago. I think WAPO and the New York Times didn't run the story because they know their credibility is so shot that the puppeteers handling this mainstream UFO disclosure, these carefully crafted narratives, they know the reputation of WAPO and New York Times is such trash that they decided to roll this article out through the debrief, which I'm very familiar with. The thing about the debrief is that it was co-founded by mainstream media writers, one of them from Vice Media, who's written some hit pieces about me. And also, if you look at the authors of this article, they are pretty much lifelong veteran New York Times reporters. So when Tucker Carlson says, the New York Times passed up on this story, kind of not, though. It wasn't published in the New York Times, but Leslie Keen and Ralph Blumenthal, they've been writing for the New York Times for a long time. In fact, they were the ones who wrote those two articles that the New York Times published in December 2017 that got this whole mainstream UFO thing started, pretty much. That's what opened the can of worms and kicked it all off about five and a half years ago. That was them. That's that. Those are the articles we got, those black and white videos from that you've seen a bajillion times, the Navy black and white videos from the Nimitz, uh, whatever they call those videos, the Go Fast videos. Uh, it was their articles that published those. So this has shades of mainstream media all over it, yet I don't know why a lot of people are missing that fact. I can understand why is because they see a headline like this, they get all emotionally excited and they don't di actually dig into it. But uh, that's the fact that Tucker Carlson is not exactly saying here. On the front page of the New York Times website this morning, there were five stories about Ukraine, as well as four stories apiece about Donald Trump, trans people, and climate change, the usual lineup. There was nothing at all about how an alien species is flying hypersonic aircraft over our cities. Not one word. So if you're wondering why our country seems so dysfunctional... So, I mean, New York Times has reported on UFO stories aplenty over the past five, six years, but that's, that's my theory as to why the WAPO New York Times didn't run it. The CIA media managers these days, they know they have to use proxies. They have to use kind of more unknown media startups because legacy media is trash and their reputation is absolutely tarnished. So that's why they have to use these outsiders to get the narrative out there so people will believe it and believe it's more truthful. Um, doesn't have the tarnished reputation. So that leads us now into... I want to touch on Matt Walsh's take on this for a moment because he says, again, it's like really kind of normy, lazy think about all this. So many people are just gullibly eating up the headline without looking into it. So let's see what Walsh has to say about it. If you don't know what we're starting five headlines with today, oh, then you are sorry. I had this on one and a half speed, so it sounds funny. Let me uh, get it normal here. 
and restart. If you don't know what we're starting five headlines with today, then you are not a real fan of this show. Um, and uh, it, it, well, why are we starting with it? Because it's big news. I mean, actually big, groundbreaking, should be earth shattering news. A website called The, the Debrief um, has a report this week, actually just came out yesterday, with this headline, intelligence officials say U.S. has retrieved craft of non-human origin. Okay? Now, I want you to, to listen to this, and you're going to listen to it. So sit down and listen, all of you, damn it, um, and care about it. He's you excited. Listen to it and care, because this is important. Uh, reading a little bit, it says, A former intelligence official turned whistleblower has given Congress and the intelligence community inspector general extensive classified information about deeply covert programs that he says possess retrieved intact and partially intact craft of non-human origin. The information he says has been illegally withheld from Congress and he filed a complaint alleging that he suffered illegal retaliation for his confidential disclosures reported here for the first time. Other intelligence officials, both active and retired with knowledge of these programs through their work in various agencies have independently provided similar corroborating information both on and off the record. The whistleblower David Charles Grush, 36, a decorated former combat officer in Afghanistan, is a veteran of the National Geospatial Intelligence Agency and the National Reconnaissance Office. He served as the Reconnaissance Office's representative to the Unidentified Aerial Phenomena Task Force from 2019 to 2021. From late 2021 to July 2022, he was the NGA's co-lead for UAP analysis and its representatives to the task force. So this is a high-ranking person, and all, by the way, all of his credentials have been verified, so he's not just some loony, you know, loony tune making this up. Um, yeah, he, he, the credential part we know for sure. So he was involved in these programs at the very top, privy to like the most classified kinds of information, and this is what he's now telling us. So that's a misrepresentation. He was not involved in any programs that was dealing with crash craft, or reverse engineering. He was a part of this UAP task force from the government. Again, listening to his interview with News Nation here, it's he's a lot of this information he's bringing out is stuff that he heard from his colleagues. Okay? So Matt Walsh isn't exactly getting those details right. The task force was established to investigate what were once called unidentified flying objects or UFOs and are now officially called unidentified anomalous phenomena or UAP. The task force was led by the Department of the Navy under the Office of the Undersecretary of Defense for Intelligence Security. It has since been reorganized and expanded into the All Domain Anomaly Resolution Office or ARO to include investigations of objects operating underwater. So what's funny is that that office the Aero All Domain Anomaly Resolution Office, they put out a statement yesterday saying that they pretty much have no idea what this guy's talking about, that they don't have any information on reverse engineering programs, crashed craft, retrieved crashed, retrieved craft. The Aero Office said that. So there's a big discrepancy that's going on here. In the debrief, it says that the uh, Pentagon cleared 
Grushes cleared this UFO whistleblower's statements for publication in April, two months ago. So on one hand, the debrief, former New York Times media writers, the debrief is claiming that the Pentagon cleared his statements for publication. Is that not making you pause for concern? It's making me pause for concern. Why would the why would the Pentagon be cool with this guy saying all this stuff? On one hand, but on the other hand, the Arrow office came out with a statement that said they don't have any information. Okay. Now maybe that's true. Maybe this Arrow office doesn't have any information about the programs because the programs were kept elsewhere. But I'm curious, if the Pentagon cleared this guy's statements two months ago, then shouldn't this Arrow office have come across his claims by now? What he was going to say? And if he was working as a part of this task force that was then reorganized and expanded into this all-domain anomaly resolution office, how does the Arrow office not have this guy's information? There's things that aren't adding up. There's certain things that aren't adding up. And again, this gentleman, this is Grush. He could be telling the truth from his perspective. Asterisk there from his perspective he's just coming out with what he was told what he was shown but what if what he was told was carefully crafted narratives disinformation mixed in with good information that was told to him now he's coming out telling it to the public maybe he doesn't even realize that he could have been brought some disinformation so he thinks it's true, and now he's coming out to the public with all this. Something's not right here. And there's a few other problems with this story. I covered this in a Rumble video yesterday, but I'm going to recover it here. So number one, the sources, a um, bunch of former mainstream media all over this, New York Times writers. Also, funny about Leslie Keen, she wrote a book on UFOs a few years ago, and uh Guess who wrote the foreword for it? John Podesta. John Podesta wrote the foreword for uh, Lisa King's book. So there's like agency ties kind of over these people. But also um, another issue is that the lawyer representing this whistleblower is a guy named Charles McCullough. He's a senior partner at Compass Rose Legal Group. Compass Rose Legal Group is like globalist swamp lawyers. So Compass Rose Legal Group actually represented uh, Eric Ciamarella, that so-called whistleblower that came out in 2019, said that Trump was using the office of his presidency to advance his agenda or whatever. Um, it was what, what the Trump impeachment was based off of, that whistleblower, Eric Ciamarella. Remember that? Total trash allegations, total political hit job. Compass Rose Legal Group were the ones that represented that guy. The attorney's name was Mark Zed. Mark Zed works at Compass Rose Legal Group with Charles McCullough, who is representing Grush, this whistleblower, UFO whistleblower. Uh, Mark Zed is just total swamp rat scumbag. So 
And also Charles McCullough, this lawyer representing our UFO whistleblower, he he used to work as the inspector general of the intelligence community, and he was an Obama appointee. Obama appointed him in 2011, and he used to report directly to James Clapper. Um, so there's that. And then there's also allegations out there that that Lou Elizondo fella, if you're familiar with him, um, he's been in the mainstream media the past few years talking about this UFO stuff. There's allegations that Lou Elizondo kind of, dare I say, groomed or coached this UFO whistleblower, Grush. So I don't know, man. Grush could be having good intentions and doing all this because he truly believes it's the right thing, but there might be a lot of people around him or talking to him or feeding him info that are doing doing so as a part of a greater agenda, totally unbeknownst to this guy. Happens all the time in UFO disclosure land, I guess you could say it. The UFO disclosure realm. So... Let's see what else Walsh has to say here. Grush said the recovery lies and, uh, and material. Let's see. There's a lot to this report. And uh, you can read the entire thing. In fact, you should. You should go read the entire thing. A lot more to the story. But that's like, that's the really basic gist of it. And it's incredible. We have, and it goes on to explain that it's not just this guy. There are multiple whistleblowers confirming the existence of alien spacecraft. This is the kind of thing that's never happened before, where they come out and say, yes, it's real. Yes, we have it. Yes, it's from non-human origin. Uh, and they've been recovered and studied for years, for decades. Uh, not necessarily. Yet, of this course, somehow this like barely has multiple people come out and just vouch for this guy. They say, yeah, he's a good guy, but it doesn't have multiple whistleblowers in this article. It just has like folks that are vouching for his credibility pretty much even makes a dent it trends so this story was trending on twitter anyway yesterday but uh, but somehow it's not treated as major headline news which obviously it is and actually because people are i mean there's so many different things to focus on in the world right now that yeah People are just kind of looking at this like it's a joke. And also the media, the mainstream media these days, they are so just, their reputation is trash. So a lot of people are looking at the story like, uh. plus they've been slow drawing this UFO disclosure mainstream stuff out for the past five, six years. They've been slow rolling it so much that it's like, oh, another story. Oh, another story. Oh, there's another one. It's just kind of like me, another one, me. Until we see something more than just like a couple grainy black and white videos or another alleged whistleblower saying some rumors, it's like, oh, okay, great. And also, it's such a big overarching topic too that it is difficult for a lot of people to wrap their heads around. You know, I will agree with Matt Walsh in that point is that really UFO disclosure is incredibly important. I mean, I've been talking about this shit for long time years it is incredibly important but it's very difficult it's such a deep topic that it's very difficult for people to wrap their heads around as to why it's important and how 
it would impact them and how that secrecy for decades has impacted them and society. Um, but also a lot of people are realizing that, you know, there's they're probably, at least deep down, maybe subconsciously, there's realizing there's probably an agenda here. If this whistleblower is being paraded all across the media, the government's cool with him coming public, right? Pentagon clearing his statements for public release. Well, then what's the catch? Why is nobody asking? Why is Matt Walsh not asking what's the catch? Why is Tucker even not asking what's the catch? Media parading this guy's story around. Former New York Times journalist reporting on it. Pentagon clearing his statements for publication. Usually whistleblowers, if they're blowing the whistle on something important, something truly sensitive, they get the Julian Assange treatment, right? They get blackballed. They get attacked. What? What? Why is this any different? What's the catch here, right? Man, I feel like I'm one of the few. There's there's a few other people out there that are, you know, doing some justice, some skeptical justice to this story, but so few people are not. I mean, I mean, a lot of people are not. Let me rephrase. A lot of people are not looking at this skeptically and asking these questions. What's you know? Why is this whistleblower getting a red carpet rolled out for him? Doesn't make sense. There's more to it. This whistleblower had an exclusive interview on News Nation last night, which I can tell you that it was a 10-minute segment. Again, well worth watching. Go to News Nation. Go to their YouTube channel. They have it up. Um, I, I, I can tell you, I, I gathered uh, my entire family. In fact, I got my kids. My kids had gone to bed, and I had them come out of their rooms because someone sent me this. I didn't know the guy did an interview on News Nation. And, uh, and so my kids came out of their rooms after they'd already gone to bed. So we all, and I got my wife uh, to gather around, and I said, "What well, you know? Come on, kids, we're gonna come on, family. It's a family moment. We're gonna watch this interview. This, you're gonna remember this moment for the rest of your life." And we watched the interview, and they were bored by it, like they didn't even care. My wife started wandering away in the middle of it. I said, "Where are you going? This it's only ten minutes. Can you spare ten minutes to learn about aliens?" Um, I won't subject you to ten minutes, but here's one minute with some in additional information about what this guy yeah, says the government has recovered. There's one more thing Walsh recovered. kinda Let's cries about that I want to People very cover. close to me. Like for example, my own wife, my coworkers here. I, we're not alone in the universe, but I feel alone sometimes as a UFO enthusiast, especially working here. So uh, it, 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 objections are raised, but, but the, real, the real objection people have, I think, is that they just, like I, they rule know, it out. I, I kind of feel alone sometimes in some of my circles being a UFO enthusiast, I guess you'd say. I, I can kind of agree with him with that. You know, some, you're still kind of laughed at sometimes for taking the subject seriously. and Or people will brush it off as being like demons or, you know, they don't, they don't dive deep into the subject content. They just brush it off with some distraction, aliens, demons. They just brush off the stores. I can agree with him there as a possibility because they don't want to think about the implications if it's true. I think that's the actually what's going on. And we'll get to that in a second. But That's true. Um, so there, there's the real objection, which is that there are people, especially some conservatives, who think that, like, I can't believe this. I just can't. Not that it's unbelievable, but I just, I can't allow myself to believe it because I think it has implications that are scary to me. True. Um, but that's not usually what's said. Instead, it's something, you know, there, there are they cite other reasons. And one of them 
is that this is a distraction by the government. It's trying to distract us. That's all this is. But that's nonsense, first of all, because these stories don't get a lot of attention, right? <laughs> this story's getting like hundreds of millions of views all across the freaking world. Um, there are many things I agree with Matt Walsh this Matt Walsh with in this piece. But I think there are some really dumb takes that he's making. Uh, the whole distraction angle. On one hand, it is kind of frustrating how everybody just yells, distraction, anytime they hear UFOs or extraterrestrial life, and they don't even look into whatever's being said, right? Okay. On the other hand, yeah, distraction, for sure. But that doesn't mean we should completely throw away the story and not look into the subject. We can walk and chew gum at the same time. We can understand it's a distraction, but then also try to find the facts of the matter. Because seriously, if, you know, the reverse engineering going on, UFO secrecy, all that, hugely important. It's the same deep state doing that that's doing everything else in the world. All the other, you know, globalist crap, social engineering, everything else going on. So it's all connected. It's all connected. Um, yeah, the whole distraction angle, sometimes it frustrates me, but it's a definite, there's definitely something to that point. Matt Walsh is saying here, no, it can't be a distraction because why? That's not usually what's said. Instead, it's something, you know, there, there are, they cite other reasons. And one of them is that this is a distraction by the government. It's trying to distract us. That's all this is. But that's nonsense, first of all, because these stories don't get a lot of attention, right? That's not true at all. You got the New York Times, 60 Minutes. Politico, all of them. Joe Rogan does podcasts on these stories. What the heck is Matt, Matt, is Matt Walsh living under a rock? Is he living under his movie? I don't know. What's he focused on? He's kind of blind to this one. They, they get some attention, but they're not, they're not um, it's not something that dominates the news cycle for days on end. Most, uh, many people- But now it kind of is, right? Here we go. They got to get it. You know, they got to get it set up, get that snowball rolling. Now we do have a story that's kind of dominating the news cycle for days on end. Now it's really getting into kind of distraction level because before they were just boring black and white grainy videos or, oh, NASA said a thing, whatever. Oh, now here we are. Yep. Distraction going into next level stage it's curious people don't care that much so they should care i think but they don't so the discre the, the distraction theory is totally baseless it makes no sense it's mm. not a distraction nah, people don't focus on it that much um not to mention the whole idea that the government would need to invent these kinds of stories to distract us like we're distracted all the time anyway by a million different things so they need to come up with some totally outlandish story about aliens that they've recovered to distract us when we're already i mean most people they spend 10 hours a day just like scrolling randomly through tiktok and watching netflix you think that the american public needs to be distracted by this it's like you're, you're flattering us okay as if we're all you know laser focused on the important issues and so they have to come up with some crazy distraction mechanism uh that's not the case i wish it was but it's not mm, so debatable you know, at, at most, this is just like a sideshow. People treat it like a sideshow. 
And if the government wanted to throw- But also a big point that Matt Walsh is missing here is the idea of a limited hangout. The intelligence community, deep national security state, they offer up a little bit of information, a little bit of truth, so they can brush the much more sensitive, much more important stuff under the rug. So they can keep hidden the truly bombshell revelations. And by to do that, they volunteer up a little bitty piece of the pie. Matt Walsh and a lot of people out there need to ed educate themselves on a limited hangout and exactly how this UFO disclosure is a perfect example of a limited hangout. Perfect. What they're probably going to say is that, oh, yeah, um, uh, us government people, yeah, we've been reverse, we've been trying to reverse engineer this technology, but we have not succeeded. That'll be the frickin' tell right there. We have not succeeded. We've been trying, but we just don't know. So that's why we had to kind of like stop the secrecy. We kept it secret for so long because Russia and China, we didn't want them getting access to it or knowing. So, but now, you know, we need, really need to develop this now. So, um, and figure out what's going on. So um, we're disclosing it, and can you give us a bunch of money? We need like $100 billion to, you know, develop this. What they won't admit is that it's probably already been developed. They probably already have working prototypes, if not fully developed electrogravitic levitating craft and have had for decades. That's what they're not going to admit. They're gonna act like that they're tinkering with it still, and right? I would not be shocked if in give it like 12 months and that'll be the narrative they're running with. Bet ya, freaking bet ya. They're gonna play dumb and act like their black projects are just haven't developed anything, still in the research phase, when I would disagree. So that's the Matt Walsh take on it. Um, I was gonna cover the Jeremy Corbell take here, but it's kind of a, it's kind of much of the same playing us for dumb sort of thing that Matt Walsh and some of the others were uh, running with, like oh it's big bombshell, oh the debrief, oh blah 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 blah. It's, I'm not really much of a fan of Jeremy Corbell, uh, but let us get to our whistleblower here. So, in fact, let's just play. Where do we want to start from? Let's just play the whole thing. UFOs exist. The U.S. government found quite a number of them, and they are indeed of non-human origin. Those are the explosive allegations from a former intelligence officer tonight in a whistleblower complaint that the inspector general is taking very seriously. 36-year-old Air Force veteran David Grush is exposing what he calls a top-secret military program that has reportedly found wreckage of fully intact UFOs. The government now calls them UAPs, or Unidentified Anomalous Phenomena. For years, there have been whispers and rumors that the government had aircraft of non-human origin. This report is the first evidence it might be true. They wouldn't be aircraft, technically. It would be spacecraft. And second of all, she says, the first evidence that this might be true. No, there's a lot of evidence already out there. Some not good evidence, but there is some pretty good evidence. So that's the first falsehood there. 
aircraft of non-human origin. This report is the first evidence it might be true. Not the first. The inspector general has called Grush's complaint urgent and credible. <laughs> She's actually, or not her, but the producers, whoever produced this, they're actually putting in Jeremy Corbell's uh, supposed triangle over the Mojave Desert. This has already been debunked to be a flare. This is a military flare, by the way, because this photo was taken while Marines were conducting training exercises over 29 Palms in Southern California there. Uh, so that's not a UFO, by the way. I don't know if you saw my live streams a week or two back. Hopefully you have, everybody watching, or at least you follow me on Telegram or Twitter. Um, yeah, I debunked this. Some others debunk this as well. This is a military flare. And that's that's the thing, right? When it comes to this UFO issue, it's so there's so many moving parts. It's so it can be so complex that people just gullibly eat shit up and don't know any better. <laughs> uh tonight we have a world television exclusive interview with the whistleblower in which he claims we not only have the aircraft, but the government has been keeping much of it secret from Congress and from the public. News Nation senior national correspondent Brian Enton is here with the story, and this is a blockbuster. It is a blockbuster. It's really hard to wrap your mind around this. I've been working on this for the past couple of weeks. I'm still having a hard time processing right. uh, processing all of it. All, over the last couple of years, it sort of became mainstream to discuss UFOs. The government has released videos. They've acknowledged that we don't know what some of this stuff is out there that we have on camera, but this really takes it all to another level. For the very first time, the world is about to hear from a former high level U.S. intelligence officer who says the government has some of the unidentified craft in its possession. Keyword, he is he revealing says. these exclusive details about the secret government program. We're all going against the wind. The wind's 100. It's always the same stupid the black and white video. Oh my man. gosh, dude. We have all seen these blurry videos of unidentified flying objects. Video so yeah, these were the videos will. that um, Leslie Keen and Ralph Blumenthal published in uh, their New York Times articles in 2017. And then it was actually, hold up, it was this guy, Chris Mellon, that brought these videos out of the Pentagon. So um, these videos were never actually classified, by the way. They were always unclassified. And it was this guy, Chris Mellon, who snuck them out of the Pentagon and brought them to Leslie Keen and Ralph Blumenthal to be published in the New York Times. That was in December 2017. So, again, I reiterate the point. I think there have been deep national security state puppeteers carefully managing all of this UFO disclosure, mainstream UFO disclosure, for the past almost six years now. I think this new story we're getting is very similar. Well, that old tales of UFOs may not all be conspiracy theories. In recent years, Congress starting an official U.S. government unidentified aerial phenomena task force, recently renamed the All-Domain Anomaly Resolution Office, or ARO. And now in a News Nation exclusive, David Grush, an Air Force veteran, former member of that task force, and veteran of the National Geospatial Intelligence Agency, is formally blowing the whistle on secrets he says no one has ever shared publicly before. You are one of the most trusted 
So what's funny is that they just brought up that Arrow program again, right? We'll check this out. Susan Goh, a spokesperson for the Department of Defense, told Fox News that there is no verifiable information to substantiate the claims. So there, again, there's conflicting statements going on here. In the debrief article of this guy, supposedly the Pentagon cleared his statements for public release. Yet, Pentagon's saying there's no verifiable information to substantiate the claims. So pretty much, this might be a classic tactic that's used to, you know, the military or the intelligence community. They'll allow somebody to come forward with claims that they can, they're just waiting to debunk. They're just like, oh yeah, they'll debunk it and then end up being, um, the claims could even be true, but they're just kind of waiting to purposely debunk the guy so people will say, oh no, it's fake. Uh, but anyway. Former intelligence officials in the US defense and intelligence establishment. Yes, I was. You were trusted with the most intimate secrets. Yes. Grush sitting down with award-winning investigative journalist Ross Coulthart, who's reporting from Let's News Nation and has spent years on reporting on the UFO question. What conclusion did you come to at the end of your time on the UAP task force? Uh, the UAP task force was refused access to um, a broad crash retrieval program. When you say crash retrieval, what do you mean? Uh, these are retrieving non-human origin uh, technical vehicles, you know, call it spacecraft, if you will, non-human, exotic origin vehicles that have either landed or crashed. We have spacecraft from another. It seems very um, animated, moving his head, the way he's talking. Uh, it's kind of difficult. We're getting a close-in shot, and they're doing a lot of cuts, but... I don't know. What do you guys feel about the body language on this guy? Do we have any body language experts in here? The species. We do, yeah. How many? Quite a number. You're kidding. No. I thought it was totally nuts, and I thought at first I was being deceived. It was a ruse. People started confiding in me. They approached me. I, I don't know. If he thought it was nuts, why would they put him on that task force in 2019? That's something that just came to mind. Why would they, if he thought it was nuts, why would they have put him on government UFO investigation programs? Ooh, that's an interesting point. We got uh, somebody in the chat saying they're a body language expert. Uh, do you have a certification, sir? Do you have a license? Some people saying it doesn't smell right, following a script. Etc. Etc. Hundred percent scripted. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Granted, I mean, even even if he's telling the truth about some of this sort of stuff, like if I had this information and I was going to do my first interview, I would script it out and follow a script for it. So, benefit of the doubt to that point. Yeah, I would probably like script all my thoughts and make sure I was on point and all that, but. Um, yeah, anyway, I think something's fishy here. He's saying, oh, I thought it was all fake. But, d then why the hell did they put you on the program, bro? Mini. 
quite a number. You're kidding. No. I thought it was totally nuts, and I thought at first I was being deceived. It was a ruse. People yeah, started confiding in me. They approached me. A little, I, uh, like he is trying to act. He goes, no. You're kidding. No. I thought it was totally nuts, and I thought Shitty at first grin. I was being deceived. It was a ruse. People started confiding in me. They approached me. I have plenty of current and former senior intelligence officers that came to me, many of which I knew almost my whole career, that confided in me they were a part of a program. They named the program. I've never heard of it. Okay, aside from the what appear to me to be over-animated expressions, this is my point, is that it's hearsay. Listen to his words here. He didn't come across this evidence himself. He had people confide in him. It was a ruse. People started confiding in me. They approached me. I have plenty of current and former senior intelligence officers that came to me, many of which I knew almost my whole career, that confided in me they were a part of a program. They named the program. Right. I've never heard of it. And they, they told me, based on their oral testimony, um, and they provided me documents and other, other proof, so based on their testimony, and they, he's saying they provided him documents, maybe they were real documents, maybe they were fabricated documents. Maybe the people that were coming to him came to him with um, some truthful information and some not truthful information. So uh, there's a lot of questions still here. Nothing is proven. Even though this guy's claiming it, even though the debrief ran this headline... Mm -mm. This doesn't prove much yet. There was, in fact, a program that the UAP task force was uh, not read into. Grush alleges the U.S. government has recovered non-human craft for decades. He's okay, so he's saying there was a program that the official UAP task force was not read into. If that's the case it would probably be a very deep special access program, which again, then why did the Pentagon clear his statements for public release? I'm having a tough time with that one, guys. He's filed a whistleblower complaint saying he gave what he calls the classified proof to Congress and the intelligence community inspector general. News Nation has confirmed David Grush's credentials and resume. We've not seen or verified the alleged proof he says he's provided to investigators. He okay, says he can't right show us the proof for national security reasons. He also tells us he's not seen photos of the alleged craft himself. So he can't provide them the proof because national security. They haven't seen the proof and he hasn't seen any photos himself. Nothing from this program except alleged documents from it and rumors from his buddies. But has talked extensively with other intelligence officials who have. If you're right, okay, he says if you're telling said, us the truth, mm -hmm. everyone, the entire American public, has been lied to for decades. Yeah, there's a sophisticated uh, disinformation campaign targeting the U.S. populace, which... No shit, and sorry to say, but... All of this might be a part of that, too. ...is extremely unethical and immoral. You are saying to the human race, 
for the first time an official intelligence representative at a high level from the US government is saying publicly, we are not alone. We're definitely not alone. Also, this guy, um, he doesn't work for the government anymore. I think he quit last year in 2022. So that's an important note as well. Uh, he no longer works for the government. He quit last year. Is saying publicly, we are not alone. We're definitely not alone. Absolutely, the data points empirically that we're not alone, yeah. Do we have bodies? Do we yeah, have species? you can kind of comment in the chat what? says, see those arrogant eyes when he says yes. I, you know, when I'm looking at him, he does kind of have this like shit-eating grin to him. And this sort of like... That we're not alone, yeah. Yeah. Do we have bodies? Do we have species of Well, naturally, um, when you recover something that's either landed or crashed, um, sometimes you encounter um, dead pilots. And see, he doesn't say, I don't know. He didn't see the proof. He didn't see the evidence. He hasn't seen them for himself. He's kind of skirting this question with, a, well, naturally, when you recover craft, yeah, there's going to be there's going to be bodies. I feel like an honest guy would say, I don't know, but here's what I heard, et cetera, et cetera. He didn't say that. Um, when you recover something that's either landed or crashed, um, sometimes you encounter um, dead pilots. And uh, believe it or not, as, fan as fantastical as that sounds, God, the way he's just like- It's true. Over animating It's also head. harder for There's people to wrap their again. minds around the concept of a crashed object from somewhere else. So this is Leslie Keen. This is the chick who wrote this article. Boom. She's the former New York Times writer. It's easier to accept that, yeah, we see things in the sky that we can't explain. Journalist Leslie Kane broke Rush's whistleblower story this morning in the debrief. Ms. Kane's career has been mainstream and credible, having written a series of reports on UFOs in the New York Times dating back to 2017. <laughs> That's a paradox mainstream and credible <laughs> he has the credentials but there's no documents that he's handed over there's no pictures and as a journalist you want to see documents you want to see pictures does that raise a red flag not at all brian i mean you mean documents that actually describe the craft correct yeah like government yeah. documents or to, to be able to see it for ourselves of course don't we all want that and uh the problem with that is all of that information is classified you know as we said in the story everything that grush told congress and told the the um inspector general of both the ic the intelligence community inspector general and the department of defense inspector general all of that information is classified in 2017, Kane reported exclusively in the New York Times that the Pentagon had a secret UFO program. Three years later, the Pentagon confirmed her story. Her latest report is even more explosive, but Kane says she has multiple sources who back up Grush's story. I believe it because of all the sources I have who have told me the same thing. So oh, who am I to doubt? More anonymous sources. How many times have we heard that? Uh, so yeah, I think that's it that I'm going to cover on this story. Uh, we'll move quickly through the rest because we're already almost an hour in here. But I just wanted to spend a good amount of time going through that. I wrote a Substack article about it yesterday, and I did a quick video. But there's just a lot more coming out, a lot more than I'm seeing about it and questioning about it. So, I don't know, man. Something's fishy here. And when this guy is just, it's a lot of hearsay. And, you know, it's like...
you know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. <laughs> just like your opinion, man. So, all right, let's move on to uh, the Washington Post here. Oh, no. My archive. There we go. So they ran an exclusive today. Oh, no, this is yesterday. So the CIA, this is the headline here. The CIA learned last June that a team of Ukrainian special forces intended to blow up the Nord Stream pipeline. Washington Post exclusive. U.S. had intelligence of detailed Ukrainian plan to attack Nord Stream pipeline. Oh, how much bullshit is this one? You are fake news. So, mind you, keeps uh. So mind you, the Washington Post is basically CIA media. WAPO was bought by Amazon 10 years ago, right after Amazon got a $600 million contract for the CIA. Ipso facto, Amazon bought WAPO with CIA money. WAPO is basically like the main CIA media they use. Um, The CIA's main outlet they use to put out disinfo. We've been hearing for about nine months now that it was uh, probably the CIA and Biden that actually ordered the pipeline blow up. And it's like every two weeks we get some new narrative from the New York Times or the Washington Post where they claim, oh, it was actually the Ukrainians. Oh, is this Ukrainian group? Oh, is these Ukrainians? They never give us names. They never give us specifics. It's always just misdirection finger pointing. So it's absolutely hilarious that the CIA in trying to cover up their own op using their proxy media here, Washington Post, is trying to point the blame over to Ukraine now. So that's the latest narrative on that. And then we also have that big dam collapsing in Ukraine, uh, flooding villages as Moscow and Ukraine trade blame. A lot of people are trying to blame, a lot of, shall I say, left-wingers and globalist media shills out there are trying to blame Russia for this one. But it makes absolutely no sense that Russia would blow up this dam because this dam is going to be flooding ethnic Russian villages in the Crimea region. It's like, oh yeah, must have been Russia blowing up their own pipeline. It was Russia that did Nord Stream, right? No. Oh yeah, it was Russia that blew up this dam, right, and flooding all their own villages. It's just, oh man, the false flags are getting so lazy. They're getting so lazy over there in Ukraine. We must... I don't know when we're going to near the end of the whole Ukraine thing, but man, it's it's just dragging on, and it's getting sloppier and sloppier. Uh, okay, now we get that Wall Street Journal exclusive here they just came out with this morning. They dug into Instagram. Headline is, Instagram connects vast pedophile network. And unfortunately, Wall Street Journal put this one behind a paywall, but we have Zero Hedge reporting on it for us. And it's crazy. So what separates this case from most is that Instagram's own algorithms were promoting pedo content to other pedos. While the pedos themselves used coded emojis such as a picture of a map or a slice of cheese pizza. But wait, I thought that was a conspiracy theory. The whole Pizzagate thing. You're telling me that these criminals actually do use coded language like pizza 
to talk to each other oh geez wow who would have thunk um where is the nasty part this whole thing's freaking nasty there was a piece about the hashtags that were just gnarly oh right here according to researchers instagram allowed pedos to search for content with explicit hashtags such as i don't even want to say it um that and that which were then used to connect them to accounts that advertise child material for sale from users going under the same names such as that um i I don't want to say these my kids in the next room but yeah it's just bad so couple that couple instagram platforming those hashtags allowing you to search for content under hashtags like that meanwhile when you try to search for the hashtag QAnon, i just took this screenshot an hour ago on instagram try to search QAnon on instagram you'll get the tag this search may be associated with harmful content the search may be associated with QAnon, a violence-inducing conspiracy theory. They won't let you search hashtag QAnon. They won't let you search it. But if you want to search those things, they probably won't let you now that the Wall Street Journal ran their expose, but probably two days ago, you were able to search those hashtags and come up with content. So uh, good job. Good job, Instagram. That's big tech for you. Big tech for you. And we got a few new Twitter files today. Um, The big bombshell on this one was that new internal Twitter emails confirm showing Ukrainian intelligence pushing to ban American journalists via the FBI. There was a dude in Ukrainian intelligence that had a contact had a partnership with the FBI, and he utilized that partnership to ban people. Oh, he was pushing all kinds of social media companies, not just Twitter, but also Facebook, to take down um, what they're calling, of course, Russian disinformation, which, in other words, means any kind of truth that exposes shit going on in Ukraine. I'll just say... Of all the content I've had censored over the last year, TikTok's been the worst for it. And the Ukrainian content gets censored all the time. That It's almost been the most censored topic over the past 9 to 12 months, especially about the Nord Stream pipeline. I had a TikTok account removed over... Um, exposing the CIA being behind the Nord Stream pipeline. That was taken down real quick. I think Instagram... Actually, Instagram hasn't really messed with me. It's because all these tech companies are laying off so many people that they just don't have... They don't have the staff to man the moderation desks these days. So some of these platforms, it's actually kind of easier to work on but not tiktok tiktok's trash obviously so anyway funny um moving on to pride month 
How about these Armenians in Glendale, California, getting into a scruffle with some Antifers over a school board meeting? If there's one group of people you don't want to mess with, it's the Armenians. And the Armenians out here, uh, not having it. Not having the alphabet people ideologies in elementary schools. And they're out here just crushing Antifa. Oh, man. And look, the freaking Armenians holding American flags. Like the, um, the Armenians out here being more patriotic than the entitled liberals with their, with their pride flags. Dude. Armenians crushing it. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Oh, man. You go. You go, Armenians. You kick ass. Ah, uh, let's see here. Oh, there's one more thing. America's largest. Oh, look at the independent. Oh, my God. They have a Pride Month logo. America's largest LGBTQ+. Why didn't they put the Q in there? What? Are they, like, paranoid about the letter Q? <gasps> Getting shell-shocked from it. Uh, we can't put the Q in there. Dude, they didn't put the Q in this whole article. It's just LGBT+. That is not inclusive, independent. You are being exclusive. We need diversity and inclusion here. You put the Q in that damn acronym there. Anyway, uh, America's largest... LGBT plus civil rights group issues state of emergency across the U.S. <laughs> uh, can you play victim any harder than that? What? The Human Rights Campaign. It's funny, I included them in a Substack article I wrote three or four weeks ago. Human Rights Campaign's first ever emergency declaration. Oh, it's because of all the state-level bills that are trying to ban gender-affirming care. 19 states have enacted laws banning... Just the fact they call it affirming health care is sick. Affirming health care. That is such neuro-linguistic programming social engineering bullshit speak. Anyway... State of emergency, because you can't mutilate your eight-year-old. Oh, what's next? What's next? What's next? Uh, exposed. Signed letter by Trump. Reveals he declassified docs on Obama regime and Spygate the day before he left office. So this is a th theory going around that the reason why Mar-a-Lago got raided is because the deep state was trying to look for Obamagate, Spygate documents. It's not news that Trump declassified a bunch of material the day before he left office, but what's new is that people are like piecing that together. So we actually, I remember this even from January 19th, 2021, when Trump declassified Crossfire Hurricane documents about Spygate. But um, now it's just kind of going viral, people piecing it together that, oh, 
maybe Mar-a-Lago got raided because they were the deep state. The FBI was trying to get back their classified documents here. So, yeah, maybe. What do we got next? Oh, PBS with a major glitch. Have you seen this glitch? This is funny. And actually, the PBS took down their tweet. Um, let me see if we can bring it up here. Yeah, tweet doesn't even exist anymore. They took down the tweet, but luckily the internet is forever and we have a clip from it. But listen to this. Honor to welcome the 46th president of the United States. Ah, can you barely hear it? Joe Biden as our commencement So speaker. this was Biden a week ago at the Air Force Academy. This was the same day he tripped and fell on stage. So this was like an hour before he tripped and fell. He was at the Air Force Academy giving a commencement speech, I think. Yeah. And uh, just before the 17th minute mark in this PBS live stream of it, by the way, it was during the 17th minute, listen to what was uh, the glitch they had. Our graduates, Mr. President, to have you here today. We thank you and we welcome you to your... I think the ballot box is where a person comes in, looks around, looks around, goes in, puts... And then I think one person stopped at 28 different sites, seven or eight votes each, uh, but they had hundreds of them and thousands of them. Uh, if we don't have free and just free, clear, fair elections, and if we don't have strong borders, we don't have a country. I mean, think of those two things. We need elections. They have to be free. And they have to be... Nominated chairman of the joint... Dude, how weird, huh? 100% real. I saw it yesterday. I retweeted the PBS post of it. And what's funny is that PBS actually had that video up for six days on their Twitter. And nobody noticed it until yesterday. And it started going super viral, and PBS took the tweet down. But isn't that weird? 17th minute into the PBS live stream? How did a 30-second clip of Trump talking about free and fair elections get in there? Odd. Huh. Speaking of the FBI, a poll came out, reported on by the Federalist, that the majority of Americans want corrupt FBI to re be reformed or shut down. 63% want the FBI to face some form of punishment for weaponizing its power against the American people. Uh, that is a new poll from Issues and Insights. And then as soon as this poll came out and was reported on, oh, them fact checkers. Them fact checkers had to come out. Newsweek fact check. Do polls show 63% of Americans want FBI reformed or abolished. They just attacked the messenger here. Oh, we can't trust that poll organization. They're right wing. They're right wing. We can't trust influencer dc drano who tweeted it because he's right wing <laughs> damn fact checkers you are fake news what how much they get paid uh somebody who's not getting paid anymore cnn ceo is out he's fired which is really interesting because it looked like he was trying to reform the network to be less politically biased he said he made a statement months ago that he didn't want cnn to refer to stolen elections as the big lie he allowed trump's town hall 
to be on CNN. So it's pretty interesting. It looked like there were some changes going on at CNN, but maybe not so much anymore. I guess one of those changes is that the guy trying to make changes is fired. You're fired. But he's out. Chris Licht. And then the Biden administration preparing to target American gas furnaces amid stove crackdown. Looks like this rule is going to be finalized probably within the next few weeks. Uh, the Department of Energy, Biden's Department of Energy, trying to restrict consumer choice because of climate change. So once these rules are finalized, more than half of the gas stoves that are currently on the market would not be able to be sold. You can still use them if you have one in your home. You're not going to have to get rid of it. But all the new ones that are made are going to have to follow very strict guidelines, very strict efficiency standards to be produced. So this is going to drive the prices way higher, for sure. And we're going to get a bunch of terribly inefficient shit stoves, probably electric stoves. Can't stand electric stoves. I have one right now. I hate it. My last place had a gas stove. It was way better, way better. So there you go, my climate change. How you like it? When, when, when is the EPA gonna start killing cows to fight climate change? Breaking news, you have to stop breathing, EPA says, because climate change. Stop breathing out that carbon dioxide. And then California, gotta love California. Uh, California Senate passes bill to stop employees from confronting shoplifters. California Senate passed a bill that would establish new workplace violence prevention standards. Uh, it was introduced by a Democrat, big surprise. Under my Senate bill, employers would be prohibited from forcing their workers to confront active shoplifters. So literally, if you were working on a job, retail store, you know, you're at Abercrombie and Fitch, or you're at your American Eagle or wherever, you're at CVS, uh, and there's a shoplifter there, it would be illegal for the boss to tell you to confront the shoplifter. Huh. But what if your job, what if you're one of those secret shoppers in the stores? What if your job is to literally confront the shoplifters? Or what if you're hired security? I mean, I guess I guess the semantics of this would be, well, the the manager can go confront the shoplifter, but if you're working on the floor, your manager can't force you to do it. That would be the semantics here that they would hide behind. And this also creates a slippery slope of all kinds of regulation of what managers can and can't do with their employees. Only train chat says, this is the last article, so we're, we're done with this. Let's go to the chat for a few minutes. Only train security should be asked to stop shoplifters. But if I'm a sales rep, I don't give no Fs. Yeah, man, just kick their knees or something. Trip them on the way out. Hog time, I don't know. Yeah. Most people are working at these 
mega corporate stores that don't care anyway. Plus, you look at places like San Francisco where you've got big chain stores closing their stores in downtown San Fran. Downtown Portland, too. They're closing their stores because of shoplifting and because nobody is walking in. Nobody's walking into the store because the downtown areas are so full of crime and homeless people and drugs that there's just nobody going to downtown Portland or San Francisco to shop anymore. So they just don't get the foot traffic. And then the foot traffic they do get is probably shoplifters. So these stores are closing anyway. How much deeper in the shitter can Callie get? How much deeper in the shitter can Callie get? Every time you think it's bad, it gets worse. Ooh, it gets worse. You don't think it can get much worse, but it does. But it does. Yeah, I lost my gas stove in a boating accident. Bummer. I was out on a boat and um, cooking on my gas stove and shooting my AR-15s in the air. The ones that have pistol braces. Bah, 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 cooking the steak. and The boat just exploded. I mean, it was like on fire and it sunk and I lost all those things. Bummer. Chat says, you saw stores with no products on shelves all behind a wall with a kiosk. Yeah, man. Just wait till you're going to get a full department store where everything is automated with like a touch screen. And there's going to be nothing on the shelves. It's all going to be... And there probably won't even be any workers there. It'll be fully automated where you go in, scan your debit card, pay for it, press the button, and it's just a giant vending machine. Probably got those in China already. Only a matter of time before uh, Chinafornia has it there. <laughs> Sounds like fun. AR-15s in a grill. <laughs> Damn right it would be. Because this is America. Hey, any of you guys in New York, do we have anybody watching from the Northeast right now? Or are you, um, are y'all passed out from choking on the air up there? Anyway, stay safe if you're up in New York or Northeast or anything. That, uh, all the smoke from those Canada fires was over here, over Idaho here, like a week ago. Um, some storm systems came through, blew it more east, and now you're dealing with it. So, gnarly. Yeah, I saw that. Speaking of New York, there's drug paraphernalia vending machines in New York City. And they cost taxpayers 10... 
$11,000 each. The vending machines. And, you know, it's to help wean the drug addicts off their meth pipes. So they're going to have a vending machine for meth pipes on the sidewalk. Makes sense. God! You can't fix stupid. Yeah, when I was in Washington back in 2020, that's right, October 2020, those Antifa fires right before the election, remember those? We had all those fires coming down the West Coast, and then a good amount of them were probably started by Antifers. This was like a month before the election. Remember that? That had some bad smoke up in Washington. It wasn't orange. Everything was white. It was really eerie. You couldn't tell where the sun was at. There was this, this white sheen, white fog. Oh, it was bad. And you could... Bad smoke. But yeah, it's like hellish orange over New York. I've seen those photos. <laughs> Chat says you remember those fires. Your lungs still hurt. You had to go get edibles because you couldn't smoke weed. Uh, Foxhole Chat asks, hey, Jordan, what's up with that interview between Piers Morgan and that top Navy guy? What top Navy guy are you talking about? Got a link? I'm not familiar with what you are asking. Was it recent? All right, guys, any last questions, comments, concerns, complaints? Drop them. I'm going to head out. Got some dinner to go make. Hope you guys enjoyed the show tonight. Remember, like this video, subscribe to this channel, do the things, do the stuff to the things. Go find me on uh, platforms, Twitter, Telegram, True Social, Instagram, and Shit Talk until they ban me. It's like my sixth account on Shit Talk. Dude, on TikTok, just the other day, they banned my video covering Biden's fall. They banned it for hate speech. Like, apparently on TikTok, you're not allowed to question whether the president of the United States is fit for office or not. <laughs> I like, every time I get banned on TikTok, I just create an account. I get it up to about 2,000 followers. Gets banned. Start another one. Gets up to about the same amount of followers. Gets banned. 
screw them. But yeah. Twitter, Telegram, True Social, Instagram. And then if you guys would like to support, you can, well, you can subscribe on Rumble now. That's right. You can do the monthly subscriptions on Rumble or tip on these platforms. I'm also on Locals, Subscribestar. Not buy me a coffee anymore. Buy me a coffee. Took me down. That's right. Locals, Subscribestar. You can subscribe on Substack. You can subscribe on Twitter. And you can also subscribe on jordansather.tv. Man, that's a lot of platforms. Sometimes I'm, I wonder if I should um, get rid of a couple of those. Because that's almost seems overextended. But yeah. Exclusive videos on Locals and jordansather.tv. Nothing exclusive on Substack. All my work on Substack's free. But you can, you know, if you like Substack and you want to subscribe there, that's fine. And I do post some exclusive tweets now and again on Twitter. So really, it's whatever platform you prefer. But I appreciate you guys. Thank you for hanging out, watching. I will see you on Friday for the next stream. So, oh, Badlands Media tomorrow. That's right. Knowledge Base, Badlands Media, 7.30 Eastern tomorrow. Be there or be not there. And then I'll see you Friday for the next stream here on Rumble, DLive foxhole thanks guys much appreciated and i will see you see you soon or you'll see me soon